0: This year is brought to you by TorahWeb.org. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Toro Web. I want to thank Judah Diamond for arranging this presentation. Deep into Corona, deep into COVID-19. Judah gave me a choice of topics, and the topic I chose was what to change and how to change. But before you get to what to change and how to change, we have to discuss to change. To change, it's An assumption is supposed to change. Think about it more carefully. Before you get from what to change and how to change and to change, just the word to. What does to mean? To is both an infinitive and two is a destination to change. Arriving at a destination called change and doing an action called change. Unfortunately, in a crisis such as this, when we are confined to our homes, unable to leave safely, required to quarantine by law, And by halacha, which is even more strict than the law in this regard, some individuals are unfortunately being, in the words of a recent commentator, unproductive. Unproductive. The two is missing. Before we get to change, even the original state of activity is compromised. As was put in the article I saw, learning less, waking up later, eating more, gaining weight, which is unhealthy. And the person says, you know, look, we're living in difficult times. When times get better, I'll get better. Right now, I give myself a a pass, if you will. Now, Rebriyav Soloveitchik used to speak about a person of fate and a person of destiny, or in his words, Goral V'Yud. The unproductive fellow is a person of fate. Fate dictated that I have to stay in my house, can't leave it's already two and a half months, can't go anywhere. I resign myself to my fate. And I allowed myself to, as we said, get up late, learn less, eat more, so it's not healthy. You know, you know, tomorrow we'll start the diet when things get better. This is a terrible, terrible way to deal with such a situation. Rather, as my Rebbe explained, the Rav said, We have to be people of Yehud. Destiny. Destiny from the word destination. We're going to something. And we're going to to something. We're going to do something. As they say perhaps in Yiddish, to happens, do something. So before we get to what to change and how to change and to change, just to. Just do. Do. If you're not changing, at least do what you've been doing until now. And that allow yourself to somehow reduce what you've been doing until now based on the sorrow of faith that you feel you're in right now. It seems to me, at the very least, now that we are confined to our homes, unable to daven and shul, you have to daven with greater kavanah. With greater kavanah. The Mefarshim explained that when a person is in shul, so the tefillahs sort of go up. Kodesh Baruch Hu is not noise, but tefillahs and shorabim. And though there's no excuse to daven with less intensity, but nonetheless, it's the, the your tefillahs come up with everybody else's. But if you're davening at home, you require greater intensity in order for your davening, your tefillah, to be heard. And the truth is, if one focuses, it is possible to achieve greater intensity and in tefillah at home. There are no distractions. A person goes into a room, closes the door, and davens, and no one is looking. He's, he can daven as long as he wants. In shul, a person may perhaps feel self-conscious how can I dive in longer than A, B, or C? At home? It's just you and Hashem. There's nobody there. You can dive in a longer Shimon s with greater intensity. This is what you can do and this is what you must do. Just to tread water. Just to be even. The column spoke about getting up later. I think if a person is able to, to get up earlier. Uh, it's difficult to for everyone to daven what we call kibba seeking. For seeking. is not getting earlier and earlier and earlier. But you make your own schedule. You can go to sleep earlier, wake up earlier, have more time to learn. As soon as you finish your early davening, certainly this is a worthwhile endeavor for those who are able to do it. And yes, you can eat healthier. People are on the run. They have to you know, catch something, fast food you at home, select something which is more healthy, you can learn more how much time do you spend commuting, even those who are working, you know, full time from the house, but they save the commute, more time to be, le- more time we should not be, chas doing less as I was reading about, but rather, we should be doing at least as much or even more so we go from the word to, to the word change, to change. The truth is, change, all our lives are about change. Someone who is static, who doesn't change, his life is really not that meaningful. And I shall read you momentarily from the words of the Vilna Nagon and his commentary on Mishlei, the fourth chapter of Mishlei. The 13th verse. We we'll read it as follows. English translation. Hold fast to discipline. Do not let go. Guard it, for it is your life. Remarkable verse in and of itself. Said the Vilnagon, Al Teref. Don't let go of Muser. even for a short period of time. Rifyon al teref. What do you mean al teref? Don't don't allow don't let it go. Don't allow yourself to weaken in this regard. Why? A person lives? To break. But he hasn't broken yet. In other words, some bad middos, some bad character trait. If you haven't broken it yet, we live in order to break it. Concludes the Vilna im Imlo is If he will not change, making some stronger spiritually, lama lo chayim? Why should he be alive? Frightening words. That's how we interpret the verse: hi that means without change there's no life. So we must change even in what we we'll call normal times we're called upon to change. How much more so are we called upon to change in times such as such as this. an ace sorrow where the Rambam writes based on and HaShavua Pashas B'chukosai that when there is a sorrow when there is a crisis such as Dever? Such as a plague, an individual is required to change and to realize that this plague is coming from Hashem. It's not a coincidence. Not at all. He says that a tzara is a minig, ola, mikre, just a coincidence, a natural event started in China, came here, it is number one, derech Axorius, it's cruelty, number two, goremes li dobek v'masemaroy, it will cause him to be even more closely connected to bad deeds, which means as follows, if he doesn't do tshuva, the wake-up call, the original state will not get better, And it's cruel. It's in your hands to make it better. And you fail to do so. Not only that, if you don't listen to Hashem who's speaking to you, He's speaking to you when He brought this upon us. He's speaking to each and every one of us. That's who He's speaking to. Hashem is speaking to you and to me. Yes, the whole world is suffering. As the Chafetz Chaim wrote a hundred years ago, it was a Terrible, natural calamity in the Far East. And quoting a Gitzvahania, the Chavaz Chaim said, Hashem is talking to us. It's a wake-up call for us, for you and for me. And therefore, it's critical that we all heed the call. Hashem is speaking to you and to me. And chas v'shalom. If we do not do what we're supposed to do, If we do not, heed the call of the Rabboni Shalom. That's clearly coming our way. Too many people don't see Hashem's hand in it. We have to go back to the verse we read just yesterday. We read it in our homes because we couldn't go to shul. What does the verse say? If you, I'll read it to you in time. After privations and tribulations and suffering. You still don't listen to me. And you will behave towards me with casualness. I'll behave towards you with a fury of casualness. This is, things get worse. So if we do tshuva, it gets better. If we don't do tshuva, it doesn't say the same. It gets worse. This is why we have to change. We have no alternative. But to, but to change. I'd like to speak of change in three areas. The Vilna Gom said so clearly, and I repeat one more time to break what he, hadn't, what he, what he has not broken yet. If he will not strengthen himself, why should he have life? He's clearly referring to character traits of an individual. You have to break a bad trait. We would like to call this to the person and himself. What are the traits that have to be broken? We know. We're now reading Pirike Ovos. Pirike Ovos. What do we read in Pirike Ovos? Something quite remarkable. It's a Mishnah at the end of the fourth parak in Pirike Ovos. It's so insightful. Kazal say as follows. We know some things are so problematic that there's a disaster. Jealousy, lust, and glory remove a, a man from the world. Which world? This world, the next world, both worlds, both worlds. Let's explain a little bit more. If you look at the Teferis Yisrael, Commentary at in the bottom of the Mishnahis and others, is Olam Azeh in this world, in this world, in this world. And all three, he implies, stem from one root cause. And that root cause is Gavah, arrogance, hubris. If anyone had any hubris before Corona, how can you have hubris now? The world thought with our technology and our modern medicine we could succeed and thrive no matter what. Hashem has demonstrated to us how impotent we all are. How with one microscopic virus, the whole world was brought to its knees. The whole world was brought to its knees. Everything stopped and still stopped. We should realize that Hashem is in charge. Hashem is in charge, there's no room for gava, and we'll see there's no room for Kinnah, or Kabod either. Explains it to Pharisees Yisrael. A person looks for more money. Kinnah. Why? He's jealous of his friend. His friend has more money than he has. So he's looking to... to he's jealous. So a person can do all kinds of things where he can jeopardize his life, his health, his wealth, in the pursuit of riches. He'll never, he'll never get what he wants. Mish Yesh to Messiah. One who has a hundred wants two. A million wants two. And then the first one say he wants two more. Not just two, he wants three. A person doesn't die. doesn't have half of what he wants in his hands. He's jealous. He wants more money. He has enough money to live. He wants more money. This can take him out literally of this world. He endangers himself both financially, even physically, in pursuit of wealth. What's tava? Tava is what he calls tanuk artsy, earthly pleasures, earthly pleasures. We mentioned earlier that people today are eating more than they should because they have nothing to do. It's documented in the newspapers. People are home all day to eat and eat and eat and eat and eat more. It's tanuk artsy. This is something which should be avoided at all costs. We'll get to it hopefully towards the end. This is something which is very important in regular times. It's uncomfortable to speak about, but now you're allowed to speak about it because now it's been demonstrated and documented that obesity is one of the most dangerous, dangerous symptoms that a person who has the vechas COVID nineteen can have a much more terrible outcome. Something you can't control age, can't control your age that's for sure, but your weight you can't control, it's difficult if there was ever a time that you should be underweight or not, not obese, now is the time a person gets this disease and it's not going away this disease all the experts say 2021 2000, there are all kinds of predictions of new waves we are required to be in good shape in case we get it your survival may depend upon this. So literally, the tava can literally take a person out of this world. Hashem and We've seen it. We've seen it. We're not going to discuss other tavas, which are not appropriate to discuss in such a forum. Kavod. Kavod. People want glory. They want honor and they demonstrate their wealth even where it doesn't exist even where it doesn't exist they flaunt wealth that they don't have we've seen it many times people have to keep up with the neighbors etc etc and they're demonstrating a wealth that they don't even have if they have it's bad enough they don't even have it and they can also go into debt and that leads to the most terrible consequences, even sometimes even dishonesty, chas otherwise different privations, and it's a disaster to go into debt. But even if they're not in debt, they try to keep up with a certain lifestyle, a certain standard of living, which is really beyond, not necessary, and we shouldn't show it, even if we do have it, it can also lead to sakana. What kind of a sakana? It can lead to anti-Semitism to look at the Kliyaka, on the post of the beginning of Seyed V'dvom, which literally means go north, he says, go into hiding. If you have money, don't show it. No one should know about it. says the Kliyaka, this has caused anti-Semitism throughout the ages. The purse has a person has a few dollars and shows it, and the non-Jewish neighbors are jealous, and they take it out on us with anti-Semitic activity. Unfortunately, Unfortunately, today, not only uh, keeping up with the Joneses and exceeding them, but also with with the Jewish neighbors. Forgive me if I may make this comment. In the last two and a half months, we've seen many weddings. Weddings take place, not the way they used to take place. Oh, no. Much smaller weddings, frankly, much more charming weddings. Small, intimate, nice. You watch them on Zoom. Beautiful. Beautiful. In front yards, in backyards. Beautiful weddings. The couple looks happy. The parents are happy. Saving themselves, well, tens of thousands of dollars. And having a nice wedding too? It's possible. We've seen it. We've seen it in the last two months. Not as loud, frankly, forgive me for saying this now, the loud weddings are terrible. It's also dangerous. It's dangerous to your hearing, it's documented. And I've tried so many times, every time I meet a couple, I tell them not more than 85 decibels. You have to tell the band. It rarely, if ever, works. I can't explain why. But that's a reality so noisy, you can't hear yourself, You're, it, it really it, it has a bad effect on your ears. I actually walk out of most weddings after a while, I can't, it's too dangerous, even with those little things you put in, it doesn't help, it's so loud. You can get married without such a loud bed, it's possible, we, we've seen it's true, so let's change, let's change, let's say no more loud weddings, no more lavish weddings. No more over-the-top weddings. I don't want to use more adjectives. We understand very well that we're able to do these things, and the couple is married anyway. Perhaps even more happily married that their father didn't have to go into debt to make it the wedding of their dreams, as it's sometimes known. It's really a nightmare. We should learn from the experience that we've seen in the last two months. Do you have to spend so much money on flowers? Tens of thousands on flowers. These days, someone told me I was standing at a wedding with him and says, Now every wedding is a symphony orchestra and they have their car before that anyone walks down, they're playing a symphony with fifteen pieces. What is this? Why is this necessary? Why is it necessary? We should accept upon ourselves less. One more thing we saw this year. Corona. Everybody was home for Pesach. All the hotels and the programs were canceled. And you know what? Everybody survived. There were those who didn't survive because of Corona. But no one didn't survive because they had to stay home for Pesach. Nobody. You'll say, but oh, how can I do it? millions upon millions of dollars were saved, which are usually spent in expensive Pesach programs, often including expensive travel plans, airplane tickets to get there. It's been said, I think it's even been documented, that if everybody would stay home for Pesach, so many, so many millions of dollars would be saved, that we could make a significant dent, if not totally solved, the terrible tuition crisis that we face. The tuition crisis which is so overwhelming that it causes individuals to reduce the number of children that they have, which is terrible. Claudia Yisrael needs more children. Akadosh Baruch wants more children. People call me. How can I have another child? I can't afford the tuition. You want to cry. You want to hang your head in shame when you hear these things. Terrible, 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 terrible. And I'm not saying you should not have to work hard for Pesach. I'm willing to say the Balabasa doesn't want to clean so much. Hire cleaning help. You don't want to cook so much. Buy all the food in. Catered. It still costs a tiny fraction of what goes on in these programs. And people have told me, what is it these programs? Eat, eat, and eat. They advertise 24-7. That it's open, the tea room, the cake room. It's a disaster. It's a churban. It's a destruction. People become unhealthy. They spend so much money, they're so unhealthy, and no money left for the tuition or for the yeshivas. Or for the us in general. So what happens? I hear all the time, go to a tu- tuition committee. I say, when I say at the end of the Seder, shana Havah Yerushalayim, let's take upon ourselves, if not Yerushalayim, then at home. Not in some hotel or program. People say, I didn't pay for it. My parents paid for it. My constant refrain. How can you expect a tuition break? You went to the fancy hotel somewhere in uh, who knows where. Uh, destinations, uh, they're all over the world. I don't want to mention names. You know, Arizona is, is, is small now. You have to go to uh, islands and who knows where. I, I didn't spend my, my parents paid for that. Well, tell the parents they have no right to pay for that when their children are paying full tuition. The grandparents should step in and pay the tuition bill. There's something left. Then they can think about going somewhere to a hotel. These are halachos. Tuition is a misnomer. A misnomer. If you look at Shulchan Aruch, you'll see that community institutions are the responsibility of the members of the community, irrespective of whether they utilize them the mikvah you don't use the mikvah doesn't make a difference one bit a yeshiva you have no children and your kids graduate doesn't make a difference and if you're a grandfather it's certainly an obligation levanecho levnei it's really a travesty and perhaps this year we saw we could live without it we managed everyone survived we should take upon ourselves just stop the whole thing stop it no more hotels everyone should stay home for Pesach that's a cabal which people can do you did it once you can do it again The asked Rav Shechter Shlita, Barainu Harav, what should a person accept upon himself with this terrible plight? And he answered, "Stay away from luxuries, so the money will be left to give to Tzadka." This is all in a certain way, Ben although it does have a Benanu khavera component as well as Benanu Ben we want to live long lives. We don't want to be part of those Nebuch, Nebuch, Nebuch. So many of our people have been taken from this world because of Corona. We are Chopetz Chayim. We want to live. What do you do? Two things. Stop And Stop seek peace. It seems to me that particularly relevant in our present situation. We are all in bidud, as they call it in Israel. We are quarantined. That punishment is given to a mitzora. A mitzora suffers because of Lashon Hara. And therefore it's particularly important we are now in bidud, each one in a certain level of isolation, to try to eliminate, or at the very least cut down, on... I'm saying every day, Pashas are Ketores, because the Gdolim said, Ketores ha where's that Pesach found in Pasha's Korach Korach, the paradigmatic Machlokas stay away from Machlokas, I give you my word is more important than saying the Pasha of Keturus. everyone should strive to seek peace as Chazal tells, even where it's really not appropriate, you should seek peace anyway. Reach out to someone who you're warring with and make peace. Make a compromise. And, and how do you do this? You know what? How? With small kabbalos. One step at a time. For Lush and Her, they had a max on the P. No Lush and Her, between 2 and 3 in the afternoon. What about the other 23 hours? Start with One hour. Start a little bit at a time. You go from one to two to three to the entire day, one at a time. Give what stocker that can be done now. You can write separate chunks from your house. Let's now get to the final. And forgive me if I speak my mind. I'm quoting others. I'm quoting others. We're all pining to get back into our shuls. We want to get back into our shuls. Who doesn't want to go back to shul? We're we're, we're from Jews. Our whole lives are based around shul. You want to go back to shul? Tav and betzibur says the gemara masechtah Babakama. kama tav samacham et base tana rabanan deve beir first fairly wide line al yikanes adam yochel lebeisaknetes don't go into shul leave sit down by yourself shemalach amavus mavkid shamkelo the Malach HaMovitz keeps his clay mashkis, his killer utensils, he hides them in shul. What does that mean? So the famous Maggid, Rabbeinu from Eretz Yisrael, quoted from an earlier source, what are the kalim of the Malach HaMavis, he hides in shul? The fact that people talk idle chatter during davening. During davening, He quotes a this phrase found in the Shulchan Aruch. And I brought it. You shouldn't think I'm making it up. Here's a, a Brura. I'm re- quoting it to you. Where it's found in Simon Kuf, Zalid. Zalid. The Shulchan Aruch has someone who talks during Chazaras Hashats. Chazaras Hashats and unfortunately too many of us talk. You scold him quote can even give him a patch. Why? Where's the expression "God will love on him in itself it comes from Cain. Cain was the first murderer. Someone who talks in Khzar shot can be considered a murderer because he's giving the Caence to the Malachamavas. The Malachamavas is more powerful if we talk in Shul. And therefore, it's so dangerous to talk in shul. Someone who talks to him, Chazar Sashatz, Biedemann says, is a murderer. He's a murderer. Today, we're so careful in COVID-19. You have to keep social distance. You have to use a mask, not to hurt anybody, not to hurt yourself. Certainly, certainly, we have to not talk during, during the evening in shul. So he says, but it's too much to expect people to tolerate. Well, we're tolerating Corona much harder. Corona, you can't go to work, can't go to school, can't go out, can't nothing. Some we managed to get through. So too, we have to accept upon ourselves not to talk during davening, and that acceptance can take place right now. There's another Brewer, A Brewer in Simen Nun Vav. Sidkat and Aleph. People talk not only during Chazar which they shouldn't do, but also during Kaddish. Says the Brewer at someone who talks during Kaddish, Chazal tell us, Eliyahu had thousands of camels to unim af Vichema, Carrying Hashem's anger. If you speak when you shouldn't speak during Kaddish, you're incurring the wrath of the Rabbonu Shalom. And there are many stories, but we don't have time to go into right now to demonstrate this. There are two other times when you shouldn't be speaking. I'm not discussing when you're not allowed to speak at all. One is, by the time you, between the time you finish your Shmon Esrei and the time the Chazin starts Shmon Esrei. could take a minute, two, three, depends how fast you are, how slow the rabbi is. Take a little pocket, Mishnayis, Tila, Mishnabru, or something. Don't talk idle, you distracting others. Learn something. And the fourth is Ben Gavra Le Gavra, between one Ali and the next. You know, you say a few words before you know it, the Balkari starting is starting, it's still in your conversation. So how do you change? How do you change? So the Gemara tells us over here, the same daf, Baba Kama, Da'af and base. Says the Gemara, Dever Beir Leich Ami Bov Uskod Uskad Lo Secha BaDecho. A pasuk in Yeshaya, This is a very important verse. How do you translate it? Go, my people, enter your rooms and close your doors behind you. Chavik Rega Diavazam, hide for a brief moment so the anger has passed. What does this mean? So Rashi has different interpretations. What is the chadarecha? Rashi's first shot is botek neisio u Bateh Harding your shoes and yeshivas can't do that now. The yeshivas are closed. The Bateh are closed. The shoes are closed. So how can we do it? What can we do? What can we do? We have to go and 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 save ourselves. Keep every law we are more strict than the laws of the governance, we have to stay home. But you're missing Kaddish. It's a That's what Kaddish means, to make Kiddush Hashem. It's a much greater Kiddush Hashem to stay home and not to say those four words. Chas people going to shuls was it's against the law, it's a chiyuf Hashem, the opposite of the Kaddish. It's a much bigger ilu Neshama for the parents we no longer can do kiddush Hashem him or herself. If you stay home, rather than go to shul and break the law and, and incur the wrath or the enmity of the people around us, there are already those who say the Jews spread a disease. Rachmanolit son, we don't need to go into that. You're all aware of it. It's literally, literally dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. So we can't do that anymore. Can't go to our shuls. Rashi has another interpretation. Another interpretation. What does it mean? Close your doors. His Hisponen amasecha b'chadra libecha. The Tanchuma says, close, go into your, the chambers of your heart. Introspection. Shuva. That is what can and must take place in quarantine. What does it mean? S'gor d'lasecha b'adecha. Close your doors behind you. Says the Tanchuma God, I'll say, Picha, close your mouth the door of your mouth don't question God's attribute of strict justice we don't understand what's going on over here it's so much pain, so much death, so much sickness we don't know humility we do not know you go to a Leviathan the first thing you say Hatsuru Tam Polo. God is perfect his deeds are perfect, his actions are perfect it's our shortcomings that we do not comprehend, we do not understand. This is the Tzav Sha'a. And the third Peshat Rashi is what the Targum says. What does it mean? The Targum says, Do good deeds which will protect you, protect you, in the time of crisis. Do good deeds. There are many good deeds that can be done in the privacy of our homes. Absolutely. We said before to do something. We said before, exhibit patience in stressful situations at home. Spend more time with the family, with children, with parents, with spouses. Do chesed. Get in touch with individuals who are all by themselves. Motoru, Motstoco, Greater Kavanah, and Phila. Khovi Yavazam. The puzzle concludes to hide for a brief moment until the anger passes. Explains the Mitsudos on the bottom of the Navi Yashaya. Look what he says. He says as follows. Sisri Asmek when Mr. Masam tovim, hide yourself in the in the hiding place of repentance and good deeds there's going to be a lot of problems before the Gula comes and as long as these problems take you are required to hide yourself to hide yourself during this period of time it's very very important to understand that we don't even know how long it's going to take we talk about here we talk about here Lech Rega This idea of Kimat Rega Adiavro is reminiscent of what we have in our Tehillim. We have in our Tehillim Ki Rega Biapo Chayim Beritzono. We say it every morning. What does it mean Ki Rega Biapo Chayim Beritzono? The explains as follows. Very, very important to understand. We say it every day. We don't focus on what we're saying. What does it mean? Om nam gam shagalu soyar We're living in a long exile. Who kirega? It's like a minute. Compared to the eternity, no matter how long it takes this corona, we don't know how long it's going to take. Relatively speaking, it's a it's a minute. It's a minute. Maybe two two months. It's a minute. And there's another Pesach we say every day. We say it in, in Tachnon, every single day. In Tachnon we say to our Baruch Hu, we pour out our hearts as David HaMelech did way back when. This is in Tehillim, Perek Vov. There we say, My soul is exceedingly frightened. Until when? Until when? In the original context of the song, Admosai, she abounded the from Berab Admosai. But right now, as much as we're waiting for that to happen, just get us out of Corona, Admosai, Admosai, Admosai. We may not become lackadaisical in our spiritual quest and in our care to remain safe and follow all the rules of the government and the doctors and the Rabone based on impatience. Chas impatience. It's the worst. Impatience kills. Impatience kills. If you don't keep the rules, Chalila Khas and Chas v'sholem cause death. We have a perech in Tila which many of us say these days on a daily basis. Perik kuf Whence will come my help? Where? My help is from Hashem, maker of heaven and earth. Maker of heaven and earth. And the question becomes why well, mention that? We know Hashem created heaven and earth. The Mephoshim suggests. The may I Yavo Ezri does not only mean from where, it's a simple interpretation, it also means from nothing. My hope will come from nothing. May I from zero. Yesh mayin. I ex When did Hashem demonstrate the ultimate ex nihilo? When he was Ose Shamayim va'Oris, He created the world ex nihilo from nothing. And so too, he can solve our corona problem ex nihilo. In one split second, Yeshua Hashem Keheref, Ayin. in one blink. You'll ask, how could that happen? I have no idea. I have no idea. Hashem brought it on us, Hashem could take it away. No problem. Hayat Hashem ticksar. Hashem can't do it if he wants. Of course he can. The Ay never was in one second. It's remarkable that the same Perak one twenty one has the following it's followed in many of our circles by chapter one hundred and thirty, Imamakin Hashem. And there we have a double expression Kivisi Hashem translated I put confidence in Hashem, my soul put confidence, and I hoped for his words. I yearn for my Lord among those longing for the dawn, those longing for the dawn. Everything's repeated. Things are repeated. Why is everything repeated here in chapter Kuflamin? So you have to look at the Mefarshim who explain why these concepts are repeating. Repeated. We look at the Malvin. The Malvin in Kuflamin and Tehillim explains to us what this repetition is all about, and in typical Malvin fashion, what these two apparent synonyms are all about. What's Kivisi? What's Hocholti? Kivisi Dava Bilti Baru. We don't know what the future will bring. Miyachel is waiting for a dove He's waiting for something which is clear and certain. Chazal say in Brochus a person is ma'ach mit is cave lev. Tocheles nimushocha What's that mean? Ma'ayin. He wants, to, he wants to insist that he gets his way. He'll be only frustrated. We have no right to tell Hashem what to do. We can daven and daven and daven. Hashem says the corona keeps going on. keeps going on. That's why a person should be careful. In my interpretation, I say, is only found once. Kivisi, Kimsa is found twice. We have to daven to Hashem and hope to Hashem. Even as we don't know when the Yeshua will come. We don't know when. We don't know how. And although we are all waiting for it to come, those night watchmen who are desperate for the morning light, they go off their difficult duties. Nonetheless, we don't know when our main field is the hope to Hashem when it will come. And in this way, in this way, in this way, as long as it goes on, we will not give up. On the contrary, we will somehow be able to remain happy. The same Rabbi I quoted earlier, quoted from the Tshuvah's Rashbash, the Rashbash, one of the great Rishonim, who talks about the Ran, the Ran, the famous Hameinah Nisim, we learn his words every day, he lived in the, in, the, in the difficult time in the 14th century, the Black Death. He ran away twice from the Black Death and they blamed the Jews, they poisoned the wells. It was difficult in those times. This is when the Rashbash was living. And he tells us in the same tshuva as follows. Listen carefully. Listen to what he says. It's talking to you and to me. Bishas, the Gemara has the same and Bruchos, excuse me, in Babakama samachamid beis. The Gemara says, when it's a devar Be'ir, you don't walk in the middle of the road, you walk on the side of the road. What does this mean? The middle of the road the side of the road, what is it all about? He explains his fellows. Normal times, they walk in the middle of the road. The Rav says, the middle path, you know, how you eat, how you drink, how you dress, how you sleep, how you get up, you get cold, you get hot, how you wash the air, how you walk, everything is in the middle. The middle, middle path. But, as a magaifa, you have to go to the extreme. No luxuries. And he says it. Don't eat too much. You think that I'm telling you what to do in Corona? The Rosh and already told you hundreds of years ago, don't eat too much. We're home all day. You people snack all day. Don't snack at all. Have three healthy meals and that's it. And what do you eat? What's healthy for you? Then he says, You have to get enough rest. Yes. We naturally like to be feel, feel very sad and, and sigh. No. You increase joy. Increase joy in Corona? Yes. You have the confidence that a Kanishporah kind of will save us. When and how? We do not know go to the extreme to try to be as happy as you possibly can in these difficult times and therefore to conclude to conclude we are very careful not to be messianists yeah corona is guaranteed Mashiach is around the corner my Rebbe of was a fierce opponent of messianism in any form whatsoever that's what's called Bibiru. Oh, Mashiach has to come because we have Corona. Chas v'shov to say such a thing. Dangerous. If he doesn't come, then what? Nonetheless, we are Mitzapim assured every day from Corona and from all of our difficulties. We pray to the Kodesh Baruch Hu. He should quickly redeem us from this crisis and redeem us from our lengthy exile. As we say every day, we wait for the Mashiach, even though he tarries, I wait every day for the Mashiach to come. So too, we wait every day for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to end the difficult sorrow of Corona and the Gullus, Vimhera V'Amenu, Amen.